Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurb. That's a um, black nerd. And each week I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Well, what up, Corner Kids? Well, we had to bring Mackenzie Green back for one last time before Minority Corner closes its doors to be forever. Well, who knows, forever. Uh, but it's Mackenzie Green's last time here on the show. Uh, we had to bring her back because who else are we going to talk to about DC? Spoilers ahead. We both, we've given you plenty of time. It's been a couple of weeks and we're diving on into it. We have to discuss Matt Reeves, the Batman. So DC finally, after all these years, was like, let's make a good movie. Yes, it was three hours long, but hey, well, you know what? We are here from it. Uh, the Joker, the Riddler, Zoe Kravitz being the epitome of Catwoman. We break it all down along with what could have been with the Zack Snyder era of Batman. Uh, uh, sigh, heavy, heavy sigh. So also talking about nerdy things. Uh, <laughs> what else are we talking about? Mackenzie's here. We talk about Moon Knight director just came out on disney plus now when Mackenzie and i chatted about this moon knight had not quite come out yet we we're like when is it coming out we kept feeling it was going to come out but before him mohammed diab was on a press tour saying that you know egyptians will finally get its roses by being portrayed authentically even though the lead is not egyptian at all but we love oscar isaac i can do he can do no wrong in my eyes that's my husband but uh, he also named some names of some movies that maybe uh, did not portray Egyptians well. And that's even recently. Looking at you, Wonder Woman, DC, still, get it together. Can't just be like, oh, Matt Reeves is doing well. What about the rest of you? We also talk, and this is a long time coming, we talk about the Harry Potter reunion. I had an epiphany about it. And when we talk about Harry Potter, we have some notes. We have some notes don't mean to ruin your childhood or your adulthood, but we have notes and we have to talk about this. And then in the main corner, Mackenzie is giving us some sound advice to leave on. Straight up, that rest is resistance. I repeat, rest is resistance. She's going to break this all down. Explains how the Nat Ministry is explaining that we've all been lied to. The importance of rest as part of our resistance, specifically for black folks and marginalized people. Everybody else, y'all get to work. All right, we're going to jump into it. All right, it is time to learn, laugh, and play right here on an all-new Minority Corner. I feel like you're here because I've been waiting to chat with someone about the Batman with. And, uh, I mean, what a treat. You know, finally, DC was like, I think we could do a good movie. I think we can. Basically. <laughs> basically, DC said, uh, anybody want to make like a, like a good like cop procedural, <laughs> like PI kind of gritty noir movie. And everybody yeah. was like, yeah, 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 I'd love to make that. And then somebody was like, I mean, and we've also got Batman. So like, are we cool with just like mixing these two together? And everybody was like, yeah, I guess. And then somehow it, it worked out it great. It worked out so great because it, it felt like I was reading a graphic novel 
And, yes. it, it, and it, first of all, Batman's finally solving a mystery. You think about all the Batman movies yes. there's been, he ain't never solved it. He's supposed to be a detective. And to be <laughs> honest, Batman has always been portrayed as like James yes, Bond, right? right? It's gadgets. like they always portray him as though he's like, yeah, where he's like, oh, got all the gadgets and he's so suave and the ladies and the things. And it's like, this Batman is weird and awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable and like doesn't read cues and like <laughs> truly is just like he's super emo. He has to put on a full smoky eye before he can go fight crime. <laughs> like that's why it takes him a while to come out of the shadows. Like, I mean, <laughs> what chaos? Cause we're also used to like the sexual mm-hmm. tension of like Batman and Catwoman mm-hmm. and that scene where he's like right in Zoe's face and then he's like and you're like oh my god he's gonna and then he's like all right the context looks oh, good and you're like oh my god what a weird <laughs> Batman <laughs> he's socially awkward he went through trauma I mean the man is like dressed up like yes. a freaking bat uh, I it was yeah. so interesting it was like better than I, I needed it to be or expected it to be three hours of like I, right, it was and like and, and it's not easy to make I mean what movie has the audacity and balls to be the first one out? Like, yeah, it's going to be three hours and we're just going to yeah. do that. You know, what my favorite thing, though, about the three hour count is there were at least four times I thought the movie was over. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. I told my mom it was the equivalent of like when you go to church service and you think it's done. <laughs> and then the pastor's like, and that's why Hezekiah. Now, if you look in the book and you're oh, like, oh, oh go oh, back to the book. Down. Oh, OK. Let me. Oh, let me sit back down like that. So I had at least four times where I was like, great right, movie, great up, movie, like up. had my purse, oh, oh, getting up. Oh, oh, and I was like, oh, OK, OK, Rata Alata. OK, let me sit down. I had so many different Ooh. endings. And I will say to you, like. I feel like they just quickly, like, like what do people, I feel like this movie got about, like, right off the bat, what do people love about Batman? They love Catwoman. Like, I don't know why movies yes. always, like, dance around about when we're going to put Catwoman in there. You can't tell the story of Batman yes. without Catwoman. She's just as integral as a Joker. Who was there? Have you seen the deleted clip of the Joker? Can, okay. I would like to say, full spoiler if yeah. you haven't seen it. Sorry, not yeah. sorry. But here's the thing. Every time I saw pictures from the premiere, I was like, why is Barry Keogh yeah. there? Because, you know, I, I know love Barry Keogh. I, I think know. he's the hottest yes, man yes, alive. Yes. So I was like, what is my husband Barry doing <laughs> there? He was going Barry. to be there. <laughs> and, then I kept, and then I kept thinking, oh, Barry's such a big fan of all these superhero movies. He's just coming to everything. And then he was like reposting stuff from the thing and i was like barry what you doing and then obviously the end of the movie comes and i was like oh my god that's i was just like wow i thought he was just like i thought he was clout chasing i was like look at him just showing up in this i do superhero movies too see me in eternals yeah like i was like i was like sir that's the first thing i thought was like bro just because you did eternals doesn't mean you just show up at every superhero movie get out of here so and then immediately I was like, oh, good for you, Barry. Well, so in the film, so it teases, it's mainly about like the Riddler. You see the genesis of the Penguin. Yeah. You've got the genesis of Catwoman, essentially. Which the Penguin part is, oh, how it's, brilliant. Yes, I right. mean. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. even like the fall of Falcone, like all of these different, like it was jam-packed with so many folks from like the comic books and i thought the riddler was like a really smart take on like i thought he was so he thought 
on like incels yeah. in their home. Oh, it was it was so juicy. Yeah. It was so like when you realize what his real gig was, you were like, Ooh. yeah. And he thought he was working in tandem with Batman, and Batman's like, uh oh. Yes. And it- <laughs> he thought they were teammates. He thought they were teammates, and I was like, uh oh. I will say. The part that they almost gooped me with that really got me is when that letter came to Bruce Wayne's house. Mm-hmm. It said Bruce Wayne, and inside it said the Batman, and I was like, oh, shit. He, he figured, figured it out. out. He figured it out. And then when he went to interrogate him, and he was like, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I was like, oh, he got God. He got it. He he got him. He got it. He he deciphered your riddle. And then when he was like, we're on the same team from Bruce Wayne. And I thought, oh, my God. Okay, he don't quite got it. What a jump scare. What, yes, what a absolutely. jump scare. But so I love the movie ends. It's pretty much like the Riddler and the Joker has been locked up here all along. Yeah. Laughing and, Arkham, and giggling. Yeah. But then you come to find out. So online, they've released the deleted scene where Barry is getting. Can I say that that website is really difficult? That Rada Alada. Oh, I went on there and tried to they, answer those riddles. I no, couldn't figure out I any know. of them. I just had to wait for Warner Brothers to release the yeah, scene. So there's a deleted scene. <laughs> like, yeah. So the, uh, the end credits, like MCU, where they're like, stay at the end. And then it was like, solve this riddle. And then you get this like bonus yeah. thing. So there's this interrogation team scene where Bruce Wayne, Batman, is interrogating the Joker, and it is Barry Keoghan full on in his weird interpretation yeah. of the Joker. What did you yeah. think about his interpretation of the Joker? It might be hard because you're biased because you it's your husband. Yeah, that's the problem. Like that's my favorite part is people on on TikTok who are also obsessed with Barry who are like, we're not gonna sexualize <laughs> this creepy Joker, and then like people being like, we've already done it, we've done it, we did it. <laughs> So, like, I was very, like, I don't know. I Because you're so used to, like, seeing his yeah. face, getting, like, a human with a clown situation, right? And, like, to me, Heath Ledger was, like, the closest we got to this insane kind of weird mm-hmm. shit going yeah. on. And then his, I was like, oh, this is, like, a mutilated person. <laughs> oh, oh no this is very dark yeah yeah i mean i I like this i like the matt reeves universe that he's done in some ways it feels grounded but not running away from comic book lore like i feel like the chris nolan movies were batman in like costume only like looking back on it it didn't really feel like batman movies really like this one really felt like we're in it. We're unapologetic about it. We're making all these weird shits work. Like Matt Reeves has even commented. He's like, yeah, I want to do Mr. Freeze. I can make Mr. Freeze work. And I'm like, oh, that'd be so well, fucking creepy. But that's the thing is like, I will be honest. When I watched this movie, I was like, I would trust him to make Poison yeah. Ivy. I would trust him with Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. I would trust him with these very specific characters that get very cartoonified. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I'd like to see what his poison ivy. I would ivy love like. to see his poison ivy. I think there's so yeah. many different ways that he could take it, and it could just work. Like she uses poison, or maybe she yeah, she talks to yeah. plants, and she's able to make it. He could make this world Cause work. Here's because here's why I loved his penguin is. Danny DeVito was the only penguin I knew Same. and I hated him because he was so gross and he ate fish and he was really creepy gross. and his hands were defo- it was I, I hated it. It was gross. <laughs> then there was the penguin in the TV show, which was still kind of like, okay, this is so cartoony because they always had like the, the you nose, know, these yeah. penguin noses and all this stuff. I felt like I loved what Colin Farrell did because it was like, it was a person mm-hmm. that had these like, 
these deformity like had these scars and stuff that made him have this very like ooh that's a mm-hmm. you know and people being like we call him penguin <laughs> and then i thought the funniest beat was when they catch him take him out to like the whatever that warehouse was and then wrap his hands and feet up and then he's and they're driving away. off and he's waddling behind them it was my favorite moment because i was like that's all we needed was just yeah. one time to be like look at the penguin just waddling yes. himself behind oh but he didn't need to spend the whole Being movie a penguin, as a penguin like, with penguin hands no, no. and penguin we get teeth. it yeah. yeah i also love there's a black lady mayor of gotham i am like here for that, that was a that treat it came out i was like what her name was like l'oreal yes. or something like it was just like dope yeah. as fuck love that and then I mean, Zoe Kravitz, we must, like, did such I mean, an amazing Catwoman. Just an amazing Catwoman. And that's, it's I mean, not easy for any of these people to step into these roles that are so iconic. And I feel like everybody did it. Everyone did their own thing while honoring. I feel like everybody's been trying to do Eartha yeah. Kitt since mm-hmm. it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, every Catwoman to me Perfect. We don't need Yeah, it. has always been a very, like, <laughs> tell me about yourself, Batman. Like, even Michelle's Pfeiffer's yeah. thing is very, like, it's a cat, cat yes. you know, and, like, you know, freaking Anne Hathaway's wearing Ariana Grande cat <laughs> ears, really like, with a full <laughs> outfit. And you're just, like, you know, and then Halle Berry's, like, oh, licking man. herself Poor and all Halle. this stuff. And you're, like, I don't, yeah, and you're, like, I don't think any of us want no any no. of this like guys you don't have to do eartha no. like stop trying to do that <laughs> and then we got zoe kravitz who just decided i think i can just be like i think cats are super sexy yep. and elusive so i'm gonna do that and it worked so well because you were just like oh that is like that's a bitch that you can't nope. catch like nope. a cat you're not, like, her. you're not getting your nope. hands on her She's doing like, her own thing i hope she gets yeah. a spinoff whether it's an hbo max series or something but what i love is they're just gonna let max reeves play in this world of gotham he's got some H- he's got a yeah. penguin hbo series coming out uh i, I think that. they just let him let him do what he's gonna do i do think though like yeah i just don't know what is the main dc gonna do in terms of like they're Batman. That's the part. Because I'm like, I'm like, now what happens though to the Flash and Aquaman and all? I'm like, because there's no way that yeah. Zack Snyder world Good. exists no. in this no. world. Like, I don't care how much they try to <laughs> multiverse of madness me into this. Like, these are not the They're same not. places. No. And I'm like, so what are, what's our and plan? You know what's so interesting <laughs> is that like he, Matt Reeves went dark, which is I think what Zack Snyder thought he was originally doing. But like this yes. was dark and it worked. It wasn't just being dark for the sake of being dark. Like there was no reason for Superman yeah. to ever be as dark as they like made that. Like I feel like Matt Reeves is like, oh, I think this is what you're trying to do. Let me show you. And yeah. then, and now the rest of the DC is so freaking dark and it's like can we put some lights on you get some color over here yeah it's like and i think what's funny is like you know i loved watching people who are like strictly mcu fans with their discourse around the film where they were like it wasn't funny it wasn't fun it wasn't light and i was like guys listen now we're over here with our like pg-13 it's funny it's cute superhero movies listen they're not trying to do that like at some point that Batman is definitely having sex with that oh, Catwoman. Yeah. Like, it's happening. Can't wait. And we're all just going to have to deal and be like, great Doing time. It. Like, I, love it. I just think the funniest part is I was definitely in that world of, like, who asked 
for Robert Pattinson to be the Batman, and he just like he's such a talented actor. He's so talented. He's I don't British. know. I don't know what I was. Thinking. He went to act. I know. Like, I'm like I don't know. He's been acting since he was four. He could he could play anything. He yeah. he could. I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you literally do anything. Uh, so we're speaking of Wonder Woman, uh, talking about superheroes. So I so we yes. got the moon. I keep. First of all, why are the Moon Knight taking so goddamn long to come out? I keep thinking, oh, it's coming out this week. <laughs> Since, like, beginning of too. February, I literally, the other day, I last Wednesday, I was like, it's got to be out by now. I stopped everything in the middle of my workday. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to watch Moon Knight. And it was nowhere to be I found. I did, too. The amount of times I've been like, oh, Moon Knight. And then I'm like, oh, no, not yet. What? Is and then I'm like, oh, okay, the premiere of Moon Knight happens. So Moon Knight. And then I'm like, no, no, this is Bridgerton. No Moon Knight. What in the world is taking so long? I think what it is is like pretty much not, there's been nonstop Marvel content since WandaVision dropped last <laughs> yeah. year. We've had something yep. nonstop and it's been yeah, since constantly. Homecoming or like uh, wait, Far From, yeah. far from no, no Way, way home. home. That, was, that it. was it. We had No Way Home and that was but it. You, that was the original it. had Letitia Wright not broken herself on Black Panther. What's funny <laughs> is that Mar- uh, Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out in March. Like we would have had that already. Yeah. So... Listen, do you know how upset I am? I was so hyped because Black Panther was going to come out three days after my birth. Like it was going to come out basically the week of my birthday. And I had told all my friends. (laughs) I was like, this is my birthday gift. Like this is a gift from Ryan Coogler to me because my mom had kept saying, like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, nothing, nothing but be at the theater for the day the movie comes out. And she was like, that's what you want to yes, do for your entire. Absolutely. I was like, yeah. How many? I was like, do you want me to want to do something <laughs> else? Shut your face. <laughs> yeah. It would be almost like rude. I uh, well, two things. So that you talk about, right? Like sidebar into like, Hey, look at that racism thing. It, it's still happening. How, you know, <laughs> Ryan Coogler, amazing, fantastic director. Just go to the bank and try to take his money out <laughs> and get arrested. When, when I tell you the feeling when people were like, well, what was I was like, guys, because here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. I am a big enough fangirl that if I saw Ryan, if somebody if I was working someplace and an ID came over that said Ryan Coogler, I know I would be like, oh, my God, are you Ryan Coogler? Like the director, Ryan Coogler. So I understood the note that was like, hey, please be discreet. I don't want to make a scene. I get that because in his mind, he's thinking I am famous enough that she is going to see my ID and freak the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. So I need to just tell her like, hey, please be discreet. I would like to take $15,000 out of my bank account, blah, blah, blah. The idea (laughs) that that was like, she was like, that she somehow saw a note that was like, I'm going to kill you and rob you. Give me all the money in the safe. Because my favorite is when people are like, why was he wearing a mask? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe because we're still in a <laughs> pandemic. I have no idea. Like, yeah, people are. I was like, uh, Hillary Clinton just got it. Second second gentleman, Doug, got it. I did have this moment where I was like, are we still, people still getting that? But it's yeah. true. Yeah. I, Lin-Manuel Miranda's like, wife got COVID. He couldn't go to the Oscars. I mean, I think the funniest part is that I was like, of course he's wearing a mask. He's not about to jeopardize whatever movie no, he's working no, on. No. By being like, oh, I caught COVID the at bank. the bank. No. And no. He's, he's probably in a hermetically sealed <laughs> bubble. <laughs> exactly. So that's a mess that happened. But oh, so the director of Moonlight, director Moha, Mohammed Diab, uh, he's been making the rounds in the, in the press junket. And he's really excited because 
you know, he's an Egyptian director and he's like, we're going to give Egypt yeah. its final, pr- like its props. Like usually it's so cartoonish the way that, you know, it's predicted yes. that, you know, they're always sexy or bad or over the top. And mummies or- <laughs> and pharaohs and coal eyeliner and yes. like scarab beetles everywhere. And he even talks about how like they always are like, ooh, the pyramids, they're so far away. Y'all, if you go to Cairo, it's like there's a pyramid and a Taco Bell, like right across the street. Like it's in the yeah. middle of the, it's like yes. the city. It's like right near it, yes. like right across the street. I And so he, then he pointed out and didn't even think about this is why it's important to have people, uh, I think I, maybe I did, but it takes that person pointing it out and being like, yes, this. So Wonder Woman 1984, just when you thought we were done letting this movie go. <laughs> but he like called it out. He was like, it's depiction of Egyptians was terrible that like, you know, there's I the mean, whole entire thing where like Max Lord, uh, Oscar Isaac's space sister, who I just I love these two. They love each other so much. They was like, who would you want to go to space with <laughs> space with? And he's like, my space sister, Pedro, like because they're lovers. Like I know he's they're so in love with each so other. so beautiful. <laughs> Sing- they love each other love so it. much. And it's my favorite Mine too. <laughs> I just love seeing. I, love I wish more men were able to express their like love for each other. I do too. I, th- I think there'd be less war. You just, you guys love each other. Just admit it. And that's I fine. Mean, what a treat. They love they each do. other so uh, much. And they're not going to go to war. It's fine. So Max yeah. Lord, he pretty much was like trying to get the oil. And he pretty much like, it seems like they were like misconstruing like religions they had like the shiites there trying to like it was just <laughs> it was like all of this stuff here and it was just like okay are we still doing this so he's excited i mean but what did people expect i, I mean it was a movie called 1984 oh. and it was set in dc and there were no black people there <laughs> in the 80s like what in chocolate the entire city? T- you're so the entire right. time i was watching it i was like this uh. is because my my dad goes what's this called and i was like it's supposed to be set in 84 and he was like in dc but like yeah he was just like this is like peak mary and barry yes dc like city chocolate city see and that's the thing patty jenkins i people get i mean listen i'm not trying to hate on her she's doing her thing but like lady you gotta you know step it up right like you just you're just like wow so much research was done on a (laughs) fictional character but like nobody in your production group was like um uh, miss jenkins i'm so sorry so washington dc at this time was very predominantly like 70 percent so 80 percent we need to change our extras um because this is not correct i just you totally and we've actually even talked about chocolate city here on the podcast and didn't even and i just like glossed over it because this is why images and media matters here's my only thing that i do have to say about to this director so i totally am with Mohammed Diab, yes, like Egyptian, like, you know, Egypt's going to get its, like, due and representation. But y'all cast Oscar Isaac and that man, stop casting him as Middle Eastern. Do he you, is Guatemalan do you know, and Cuban. Do you know how confused? <laughs> I don't know why we keep doing that. It's so confusing. And then people were like, oh, Moon Knight is canonically Jewish. And I was like, he is none, none of these things. things. Stop saying this. He is not Egyptian. He's not Jewish. None of this. He's he not. played a Jewish man in uh, Scenes from a Marriage, which I loved. It was you amazing. You are so right. They love, to ca- <laughs> they love to cast him as like a Middle Eastern Jew. And it's like. He played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse, who's supposed to be this Egyptian pharaoh. He's back to do it again. This is even the first time they've they done love, it. They love to do that with him. They love to be like, who's swarthy looking? 
the man is Guatemalan and Cuban. Like, please. He he got just <laughs> enough of a tan that they're like, you, uh, you match this description. You know what it is? It's his name. They're like Oscar Isaac. They're like, oh, okay, that sounds yeah. like it could be. No, but that's just his first yeah, two names. Like, his last name. I forget what it is. It's very. I'm like, it's just his. Yeah, I'm like, it's just his SAG card. It's just his SAG card. It's just what he had to put on his SAG card. And you all have decided that he is racially ambiguous. His now. full name, Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada. <laughs> I can't. Good night. Good night. Good night. If he had oh, had the, but, you know, had he not, if he had those last two, they would have put two and two together. If he but. did, you know, they would, they would have been like, no, but because he was smart enough to be like, it's like, um, what's her face? Uh, Emma, the one that was dating Andrew Garfield, Emma oh, Stone. Like when she talked about where her own name actually was, and then she was like, oh, I just changed it to Emma Stone. I'm like, that sounds so generic and so white girl that they're just like, oh, you uh, just put her name. Uh, we did a white girl. There it is. Done. That's why they killed me that time when they were like, oh, she's playing somebody who's like uh, one eighth yes. Hawaiian. She's uh, Asian. She's playing an Asian person. And I was like, I'm sorry. Where, where is am this? I? Ha- what is Why happening? is this even happening? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, okay. Well, glad that we've cleared that out of, of uh, the thing. So, <laughs> And hopefully at some point we get to see Moon Knight. Oh, my God. And then we get to have thoughts. Okay. <laughs> oh, last. I have two things to ask you. Well, one. Yes. Did you see the Harry Potter reunion special? Yes. I have a question. It just hit me for some reason. <laughs> I was watching the Harry Potter. Re- I, no, I, it just hit me. I don't even know where this came from, but something just dawned on me and I was like, oh, shit. So there's one <laughs> black character kind of. Yeah. Alfie Enoch from How to Get Away with Murder. From how to, the only black character. The only black character was. And I remember when I was watching the reunion, I was like, oh, my God, Wes is back. And I thought because, you know, he's kind of a. You know, he made yeah. a name for himself doing How to Get His Mur- Murder. But then for some reason, it started to click. And I was like, they invited him back to make the cast seem more diverse than it actually was. Yeah, than it you, actually was. Do you think that was the case? That's why they invited Absolutely. him back. Absolutely. I think it's one of those things. I'm not lying. I think it's one of those things when you as a production team are sitting down and you're putting all the headshots uh-huh. out and you're like, and you're organizing like costuming headshots and you're like laying everything out and you're like, okay, everybody's attending. And then you step back and you're like, Mm. Oh no! Mm. Oh no! Oh, we ain't got oh, nobody. No, no, no! Wasn't oh uh, shit! Okay. What about the girl that played Cho Chung? Oh, she, she don't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> she retired. Uh, she was like, "Fuck acting." Yeah, she fuck retired. Hollywood. They were like, "She was like, I'm never doing this again because you named me Cho Chung." <laughs> so everybody was like, "Okay, she's not here." Now, what about that one African man that was in the Order of the Phoenix? Is he free? And they were like, "No." No. And it was like, um. <sighs> Do we have any black people that were in this movie? And somebody was like, I don't know. There was the girl that called the Quidditch match in the first movie. And uh, Alfie Enoch, he's he was in one of these. And they were like, okay, okay. Can you give me his headshot so I can at least see what it looks like up here? Yeah, still very white. Do you think we should get some like diverse background dancers for that great hall scene? Maybe that'll yes, uh, break it up. Like I truly feel like that's oh what happened God. is that they because looked at their layout and went, oh no. And you, you know, like in the two thousands, we were so thirsty for diversity that we would accept it and take it from anywhere we get. Anything. I remember seeing him. I was like, ooh, we're here too. Or like when yeah. when Cho Chang showed up, I was like, ooh, diversity. Finally, like I was. Do you and know it was how so deep- small? But I took I it. was talking about this recently with somebody that I was like, I realize I love Lucy Liu. Yes, she's amazing and she's a badass and she's gorgeous. But I realized I fell in love with Lucy Liu at a young age because 
she was the only non-white Charlie's Angel, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, we're here, okay. we're here, we're here, so we're here, we're here. It's safe we're for here. me to love this. I can do yeah. this. I'm and included. so I became obsessed yeah. with Lucy Liu from mm-hmm. that point forward. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, one day I truly was like saying this to a friend of mine, like a Chinese friend of mine. I was like, I love Lucy Liu. And she was like, <laughs> <Okay>. really? <laughs> and I was like, I love her so much. She's my favorite actress. Oh my God. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. Yes. Like me expecting her to be like, and I love Sanaa Lathan. And meanwhile, she was like, I also love Lucy Liu. What? <laughs> oh, even No, love her. Miss her. Um, well, I just had to clear that out because I was, it just, it clicked to me. And I was like, I was so fooled for like 10 years of these Harry yeah. Potter movies. And I was like, oh, yeah. they didn't really have diversity. And they threw, yeah. and even when I was watching I the reunion, thought- I was like, oh, look how diverse this show, this movie yeah. was. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. He was barely Never. in it. Barely in it. Never realized it. I was like, I love it. Stretch it out, guys. Stretch it out. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. (laughs) Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. (laughs) Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! Hey! Did grad school ruin your reading habits? Oh my God, all those books you had to read for grad school. Did becoming a parent destroy your ability to focus on a book? Did the pandemic tank the number of novels you can get through in a year? Ugh, that happened to everyone and we're reading glasses and we're here to help. We'll get you out of a book slump, dismantle all that weird reader guilt. Which we know you have a lot of, but most importantly, we'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading glasses every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Ooh, Mackenzie, I'm so tired. Can I rest? <laughs> I mean, I think it's comical that, like, truly, as we were talking about, like, white people need to do better, both of us were like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm so tired. So, guys, I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it brief, but I'm going to keep it black. Shout out to that girl from TikTok that says that all the time. I love when she says that. But, like, truly, I think... I have been thinking about this a lot in respect to even what you were saying, is this idea that, like, we have... We have been running around as black folks like chickens with our heads cut off because we have known that like the window on people caring about us was closing every second since the moment George Floyd mm-hmm. was murdered. And so there is an incredible group. I'm going to put the link. Um, it's called the Nat Ministry. And I love this kind of like they call them. They look at it as rest is resistance. Ooh. So they have this great quote where they say, from the time you were born, every system in this culture has been telling you that you are not worthy as a human being unless you labor, produce, and do. You had mm. no choice in this matter. You deserve your grief and your rest. You've been lied I'm to. I'm going to cry. And so like, I have, sorry, I had to take right? that in for a moment because you just hit. Right. I am a nonstop going machine. Oh, I'm going to. I'm not even kidding. That is hitting. I'm telling you. That is. It telling you the first time I ever discovered the Nat Ministry, it broke me uh, down because I God. think. <laughs> oh, I'm telling God. you, yeah. 
her hits. It's like none of this is real. It's like if nothing taught us anything from them talking about we're going to get rid of daylight savings <laughs> time. None of this is real. None of this is real. We are existing in a system that was never mm. built for us. But we've been told this whole time from the moment they brought us over on these uh. fucking boats, all we have to offer is our work and what we Oof. produce, right? Yeah. It's like I think that's what, right? It's like when we're sad about Will Smith, what we're sad about is we know that he gave his blood, sweat, and tears for 20-something mm-hmm. years that he produced. He did the right thing. And we know that in a moment, he wiped all that out because people don't give you the space. We know when Simone Biles says, I'm about to break because I am the lone survivor here of the sexual assault that we all dealt with. And if I don't show up, then people will stop talking about this. And then when she says, I need to rest, we all mm. make fun of her. We're like, well, is she the goat if mm. she rests? You know, it's like all these things happen and we're, and we as black folks don't give ourselves permission to be like, fuck this shit. I'm out. And I think that's the, what I, in my like brief corner, I very much always marinate on that. Like, if we're not what we produce and what we can do, what are we? And I always think about that Toni Morrison quote in Sula where she says when they realized that they could be neither white nor male, they decided to be something else. It's like, I think it's time for all of us to just decide to be something Mm. else. Like, I don't think we're machines anymore. We're not big John. We're not the mighty John Henry. Like, contrary (laughs) to popular belief, we are not, you know, Joe Johnson. We're not those people. We're not. Like, we have been getting told for so long that exceptionalism is what's going to save us. And it was clearly not the case. And yet we are the main ones. Black people love to live by this. Like we, we hustle. Don't stop. <laughs> we going to die here first. I'll sleep when I'm dead. And, all this <laughs> shit. and you're like, <laughs> and it's just like, we can't survive like this. And so I truly like, I'm always very blown away by the nap ministry. And I think like the stuff the stuff they say, it's like, if the tongue is powerful, it's why we never say, if you can rest, we speak in the power of, I will rest. I must rest. I am rest. Rest is available always. We rest. Call forward the affirmative. Rest in the truth of the power you hold over toxic systems. Like, the idea that part of my activism is just saying, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm tired. Like, I'm done. I'm tired. And I'm out. Like, I am I am no longer grind culture. I am no longer internalizing capitalism. I am no longer taking in the toxicity of a system that was never built for me. Then I'm going to do something else. I'm going to be something else. And so, <laughs> you know, that's my thing to y'all. Like, as we round out, as, as you know, I know we're supposed to, like, really give y'all like a meaty moment of these corners. No, but I think you brought me to tears. So I think you did the damn job. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm just like. I think my if like if this was my last appearance no. on the corner, y'all. My my pledge to you, as I have told you, books to read, shit to watch, mm-hmm. things to say and do, how to find philosophy to default the system. If nothing else, you do that I have said to you, just rest. But that's for black. Hey, you all got you. You you've heard the other things we're talking about. We gave you a list of things that you need to start <laughs> yes. doing. First of all, exactly. Google it. Um, you know what? So <laughs> yeah. I want to I, I want to share with the share share with you this black person to black person is that it's sometimes so sometimes I, I get like as I say like oh I'm so tired and I just want to rest and then I feel you know I'm reading cast and I just hear about the horror stories that black people had to deal with and I'm like well fuck like I'm not quite 
dealing yeah. with that. Like, but it, you know, it's and it's like, so I feel guilt, you know, sometimes about like, oh, oh, I, I know like, how mean. am I resting when it's like, oh, there was so much that the other folks had to deal with. But it's just so interesting is that like white people don't have to take up the there. These are extracurricular hobbies, right? Like for yes. us, it's a part of our livelihood to have to also do Every everything day. else that everyone else is doing, do it twice as yes. much. And then two, deal with all the other systemic issues and things yes. and try to fight those battles and then do all the other things as well. And also like have a family, date, uh, learn oh. knitting, like <laughs> have a I mean, like when I tell people, I'm like, do you know how hard it is to be on dating mm. apps? And for people, I was like, you've never had to see somebody write in their bio, no Ooh. black women. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you've never looked on a bio and seen no white women. You've <laughs> never seen that. You've never seen no white women. No Latinas, no Asian girls. Like people will literally single out mm-hmm. black folks either for like discrimination or fetishizing. And you're just like, you got to be fucking shit. <laughs> like, it's just like there feels like there's no corner yeah. to rest. And I think that's why I cling so tightly to these safe spaces and areas of rest that I have. And when it's time to rest that I'm like, you have permission not to produce mm. today. You have permission not to to make something in order to be seen as valuable. Like, I think that's the problem is we as black people for so long have existed in a space where we're like, I am only valuable if I can make something that goes Mm -hmm. out here. Right. It's like, that's the convergence of all the shit we've talked about. It's like, if Will Smith truly was like the greatest thing I have to offer in life is this life that I live then it might not have felt like all I have is like my wife, my kids and this Oscar. Right. Like, and this man is threatening those things. It's like how it's like how much black shit between us as a community comes out of the fact that we're just tired and we don't know how to say yeah. I'm tired. I don't feel like we get to. Uh, I mean, that's everything you just said is my greatest. Fe- I constantly feel right? that I am what I produce and have to continue producing yes. these things and, you know, dismantling Forever. white supremacy, but also proving my own worth and making my own career and my own name for myself. Um, it's it's incredibly exhausting. I and so I think, yeah, that'll be for me and my, my therapist to unpack because I then again don't know how to get rid of the guilt where I'm just like, oh, but the ancestors had it like so much worse, you know, but they I fought know. and struggled. So I wouldn't have to continue doing the fight and struggle that they that it is that they're doing. <sighs> and I think they didn't want that for us either. Right. right? Like, that's yeah. the part that it's like, no matter how much we all tell ourselves, like they fought and clung and did all the things for me, like. Sometimes I think to myself, like, <laughs> I wonder if my ancestors would be like, why? So you work five days? You working on the weekends? Well, yeah. Because if I don't tweet this award show and they're like, then what's going to happen? You saving lives? And I'm like, no, no, no. See, it's because I work in social. And they'd be like, what is that? Oh, what is it? Okay. Uh, you know you don't have to do that baby <laughs> girl so like truly I'm just like if I leave you all with nothing else is please allow yourself to rest unless you're white then start with leave me on Mackenzie Green it's been such a pleasure having you on this Minority Corner it's so glad to have you lovely words of advice black people rest I do what I can <laughs> Thank you.
Well, there we have it, folks. There is the show. I have seen Moon Knight. Boy, oh boy. Oh my gosh. There's another episode out. Yes, yes, yes. I just discovered this right now. Talking to y'all. Can't wait. Are we watching? It's so good. That first episode was so good. Marvel keeps doing it better and better every time. The MCU is just crushing it. Uh, I'm going to go and check it out. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it. Even if you haven't seen other Marvel Disney Plus stuff, you can jump right into this one. You're, you're ready to go. All right. Remember, we are wrapping up here, but we want to hear from you. So please make sure to uh, either email us at minoritycorner at gmail.com or send us a voice memo or voicemail recording of some sort. Uh, just explaining what Minority Corner has meant to you over the last few years or even months or however long that you've been listening to favorite moments highlights things that you're miss or you just want to say hello or thank you or whatever it is uh we want to hear from you we're putting this all together uh you will need it by 14th no later no later than that so sarah brown our editor has time to edit it all and all right well that's gonna do it y'all big thank you to the mighty mighty minority keep <laughs> The mighty, mighty, the mighty, mighty minority quarter team. We got Sarah Brown as our producer editor, Lori Fowler as our production coordinator. Big thank you to all of our listeners out there. We can't do the show without you and our Maximum Fund members. We love you all so much. Take care. You got this. Rest is resistance. Take care. We'll see you just next week. Actually, a secret bonus episode coming at you Tuesday. Watch out. Bonus episode Tuesday. We'll see you very soon. All right. Thank you all for listening to Minority Corner because together, oh, wait, don't forget, tune on in to get on up every morning, Monday through Friday. You know what to do on your Alexa device. Just say open back channel. Uh, we're there from 7 to 8, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. till noon. It's me and Renee Culver every morning. We're getting into all the good stuff, pop culture, news, history, all the things that we do here, but just more time. You can catch it live, interact with us. It's also on YouTube as well. Go to the back channel stream. It's linked in the show notes, and we'll see you there. And now we're ready to sign on off. Thank you so much for listening to Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.